We're now on episode 27 and this is going to be about reframing for resilience, explaining what that's all about and giving you some clear coping strategies. This is one to listen to. news on Monday this week I have been called to share this vulnerable story this personal story with you in case and and I'm going to share how how I've overcome it you know I'm going to share a struggle that I've been facing and then I'm going to share how I've overcome it and additional to that I have found a really um, useful article that I'm going to be sharing a part with a part of with uh, with you all just to in case it it helps someone else if it helps one other person um it's gonna be the the best thing ever because I feel like it's it's really really um it helped me yeah brilliant I mean we briefly spoke before we went live yeah so yeah why don't you start from the top with that what what was first of all for the listener what what would we say reframing means well, right. Well, I define reframing as a conscious process of trying to see a situation from a different perspective. So in my mind, you know, if if it's dark if, and you put the light on, you can see better, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's how, it's, it's, it's what light you shine on the situation yeah. and how, how you see the situation. So we're going to move, you know, uh, you know yeah got yeah so when we say about reframing some people could see a situation in a bad light which is like you were saying about switching a light on and then from switching that light on if we can reframe it differently we can see it in a positive light rather than it feeling dark that's what you kind of mean isn't it absolutely and seeing that i don't want to i don't want anyone to think that darkness is bad and i don't want to i don't want anyone to think that oh i'm feeling crap that that must be bad because honestly up until last night i was feeling i was feeling all the feels and i felt really dense and that's okay too it's okay to take a minute to, to don't don't you know i don't want anyone to to feel um, that they need to judge themselves or push themselves over the limit in in order to um you know fight against the darkness or fight against a negative emotion what is perceived as a negative emotion if you want to if you want to wallow in it in a, in a for a second that's absolutely fine get it out of your system you know i think so- it's great that you mentioned about that because very often we do that physically don't we you know yeah. someone has a bad back constantly but what do they do rather than accepting there's a pain and the body's telling you there's something wrong what you're doing is just going, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll take this medication, which will mask it. But like you said there, having pain is a good thing. That's what helps you grow and helps you realize we have these emotions. And it's a, in a way, it could be just a message to help us learn and grow. What it is a message. It is absolutely a message. Um, it's, it's basically telling you that there's a pain just means the body or the, or the mind is like, it's, it's giving you notification. It's like, Hey, I've got something here I'd like for you to look into. That's what it is, you know? Um, so exploring that and looking into that and, and kind of leaning into the emotion, where is it coming from? How, how can you send it love? How can you um, move through it? Because the only way is through. Yeah, definitely. 
And I think guys, when it comes to emotion, we tend to be a bit more like this than say women. Women would tend to express, whereas a guy would bottle it up. And that's a prime example. If you listen as a guy, there's nothing wrong with having emotion and being sad at times. That's a part of life. We need that. Yeah, absolutely. And you've articulated really well there, Nathan. Um, it's a part of life and we should really embrace it. We should em- embrace the darkness just as well as we embrace the light. And it's a, it's a, that duality and yeah. um, is important in anything. So moving, moving into what I've been dealing with, following the announcement on Monday night, for, for those of you who are not in the UK, we've basically had an, a third lockdown news on Monday night. Um, national lockdown completely closed um, I think believe schools are off like everything's off no sort like no support bubble so you can't see anyone whatsoever and I live on my own so um, so I mean apart from my dog I have no contact <laughs> with anyone apart from zoom which we'll also cover I think Nathan has a story about that um, so yeah so I felt really alone and I felt all of the feels in terms of, um, you know, why should I bother? Why should I even, you know, you know, my nutrition's been, for the past few days, my nutrition's been off, my sleep's been off, my workout has been off, which if you've been listening to the podcast for long enough, longer than one episode, you'll yeah. know that I'm really into my, my workouts. And I absolutely love to go to the gym. Now that's closed. You know, everything, I felt like everything that has, um given me joy or pleasure has been taken away yeah so it's it was hard it's been hard and my why I felt like my why has been challenged Mm. because the motivation behind myself working the motivation myself behind myself being like the best version of myself is eventually to have a family yeah. is eventually to travel with freedom yeah eventually do things what i what i to do what i want when i want and all of those things have been challenged because we can't do any of those things because family I'll, I'll need to i'll need to date i'll need to go to restaurants and i'll need to yeah. socialize i'll need to be out and about you know so yeah. all of my whys all of my big whys have been taken off the table for now yeah I guess it's that realisation in your head. It's very hard to plan when you're going to be able to do these things. And that's obviously what's hard emotionally in a way, because how do you turn that around? How do you reframe that? How do you see that as a positive measure? Because ultimately, again, it's good to have them these emotions. The yeah. art is, which takes time and it takes a lot of practice, is how you, what's the moment when you have to try to reframe it and look at it differently? So that's yeah. what's the, the biggest challenge. And that's why this is this particular podcast is going to be fantastic for everyone's listening right now, because we're all going to have to do it. I've had to do it, this whole reframing thing. One thing what I said to you before I went live is one of the things I've experienced from all this experience since the end of March last year is I'm a lot more extrovert than what I thought. Mm. I've done all the tests. I've done the personality test. It said I was 80% extrovert. And I thought, wow, that's high. And yeah. I, in a way, in my head, I didn't believe it. I thought, I know I am extrovert, but I like my own space. Mm. But yet, there's fundamentals, what I need to do. I realised I need to contact people. I need to speak to people every day. I need to get outside. One of the little things I have to do is first thing in the morning, I have to get out of my car. Yeah. And I only drive to get a coffee 
but it's so small for me, but so big because it's getting me out and it's getting me just to see normal life. Yeah. When I go for little walks, I have to do that every day. I have to get out. So that's uh, something which I really realised through this one. By the way, we're in lockdown number three. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know, right? I know. Um, so, right. So basically, I, the, the way I've reframed it is, is I... I refocused my attention on a different why on a different part of the reason the reason I get up in the morning the reason I wake up and you know put my best foot forward is to impact millions of people to support them and guide them into um, whatever they believe success is for them great yeah basically I've refocused my attention from the family, from the travel, from all of the things that I cannot control and refocus my attention. So what we're going to be doing is um, sharing with you a few points from the article by Tim Jackson, who's a PhD and a medium. And we're going to be, this is basically a a way, it's an articulated way of what I've already done, you know? And articulate in it is how many do we have one two three four five five coping strategies i will be sharing with you and i'll i'll, I'll also be including the link in the caption for the podcast for this episode I, I mean i think what's important before we go off on this obviously yeah. you mentioned about the travel and uh, and you mentioned about relationship having family and stuff like that and obviously the, the thing what you said you recently as a realization has put as an importance just to, just for the listener of course that thing what you've mentioned what you've reframed you, you already had that didn't you but as a hierarchy it, it was lower down the list am I right in saying that in terms of prior in terms of um an end goal yeah. you know I feel like impacting people has always been like the the process yeah you know but for me an end goal has has that's that's what's been challenged yeah you know the the vision you know the vision yeah having a family obviously that's not a, an like a, a process like that's not happening right now right this minute yeah. it, the travel you know the freedom to travel wherever whatever it's not happening this minute and it's, yeah. it's more of an end goal that's what's been yeah. chucked for me. the only reason why i say that is because we're both on the we studied the same person david yeah. key i've learned nlp practitioner you've just starting out with a few things what he's doing yeah. but there's an exercise on there called hierarchy of needs yes yeah and, yeah, and there's a big exercise what I did on there. So I'm going to give an example to be um, relationship, significance, having uh, traveling to on holidays. You know, all these things are are needs. Yeah. But where people get conflict with is they put the wrong need and want higher up the list. Yeah. And then what they've done as an exercise is when they restructured the hierarchy list, mm. it made them succeed in their life better. So, like I said, the things what you've said there, like having relationship, having kids, traveling, being free, all of us tend to have these things. But I think what's important as a reframe is we need to realize we still see them as a priority, but that's not the ultimate main thing we're going to be able to do right now. So it's reframing what we can focus on more now. And that is ultimately, which we've both got in our core to do, and that is help people. Yeah, that's why we're doing what we're doing right here. We're doing this because we want to inspire. We want to reach out to more of you. That's why we do it. So anyway, yeah. So I just thought we recap on that before we continue. So 
to the yeah, five okay. points. I'll let you continue okay. now. Thank you so much for sharing that, Nathan. It's I feel like it's it's actually really on point and it's gonna help a lot of people reframe their need right now. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of what we're getting at um, you know, during this this episode. So um right, so five, yes, five coping strategies. Here we go. Right. So first one is cognitive reappraisal involves which involves changing the way you think about an emotional stimulus in order to change its emotional impact on you okay would that be a scenario of say uh, a situation that you've taken badly was that what they mean by that i think so i think so if you've if you can see the situation in a in a bad light and just changing the way you think about it say for example you've just said you know all of the relations the needs right yeah. So, for example, my need for community is has always been quite high, you know, yeah. so that's relationship, that's, you know, community. So, like, it's quite high. That will then need to move down the ladder, down the pyramid, in order for something else to move, for me, to move up the pyramid, in okay. order for me to kind of cope, <laughs> in order yeah. for me to be able to, to be happier in my life. I'm not really focusing on my community right now. Um, in a way, I'm focusing on my online community. Yeah. Not um, not physical. No, I don't have to be yeah. around people right now. Great. Yeah. So the community is still important, but physical yeah. meeting up with people yeah. isn't a priority there. But how you can meet with a community online in other ways is a way of reframing it. Perfect. So yeah, exactly. So working around working around the, the problem basically. Yeah. What can you do? You know. Yeah rather than going, oh no, I can't mix with people because we're not allowed out. You think, okay, step back. How can I do this as a positive manner? Well, connect on the social media, we chat on Zoom. I just chatted on a new device as a sort of means of socializing where you just physically speak on this particular one. So okay. that's another way of doing it. Yeah. Um, I actually can say what the particular app is called because I've just signed up to it. It's called Clubhouse. Yeah. So that's another way of building the community. And what yeah. it is, it's just like-minded people just chatting on there. You can't record. It's only invite only. And that's a way of me connecting with more people and building a community outside of the usual social media. Yeah, that's quite interesting. So basically look for the positives, right? Yeah. Okay. So second one is positive reappraisal, which involves identifying positive meaning in what are in fact negative stresses by focusing on the good that is happening or that has happened. Uncertainty is a big is a big thing for me. Okay, so uncertainty with everything that's going on, the continuous change of routine and rituals. How can I reframe that in a, in a positive light? I'm focusing on how can make uncertainty not such a trigger for me. Okay. I feel like everything right now, everything, whatever's triggering you right now, it's something that you need to work on. Mm, yeah. So for me, for example, an uncertainty factor would be that I now can't set a 10-year goal, which we've discussed another one, or a five-year goal, or even yeah. a year. But where yeah. I can be more certain is I can plan what I can do for the next three months based on what we have, the negativity, what we could see around us, we flip that because reality mm -hmm. is we've been limited, but within that limited box, what we've been given, 
how can we create unlimited sources? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, exactly. I can't I can't say anything better than that, <laughs> to be honest. You you really articulated articulated really well there. That's cool, yeah. So for the listener there, what sort of situations is it where you feel you've been very limited? However, how can you reframe that in your head and think, okay, how can I still make this seem that I'm unlimited with things what I have around me? Yeah. Okay, so moving on to number three, um, cognitive restructuring, which involves identifying negative interpretations of an event that are unrealistic and replacing them with more realistic interpretations. Okay, so that might be saying, for example, that an unrealistic thing right now would be that we could speak to thousands of people into in a room that is unrealistic based on the limited stuff what we have at our feet right now how yeah. can we make that an unlimited one and make it more of a positive where we can speak to thousands of people connecting to them on this particular device what we're using right now we can speak to thousands of people on a zoom yeah Absolutely. So that could be an example to wanting to help lots of people and able to still do that with the resources we have right now. Yeah. Number four is acceptance based thinking, which involves becoming aware of and accepting of how one feels without trying to change those emotions. And we've, we've mentioned this at the beginning of our podcast, um, you know, how it, you don't have to snap out of your emotions within seconds like allow them to to marinate that's absolutely fine it's not and don't judge them you know don't sit don't sit be kind to yourself you know um so a few questions that i found quite helpful is i'm gonna be sharing this um this is this is these are tim jackson's uh questions right so number one is how can i accept things i can't control number two how can i adapt to this and this, this is actually what we've been doing for the past year. Yeah. Right? Adapting and adapting and adapting. And just keep going, guys. It's absolutely fine with, with you know. Number three is if I were to engage in radical acceptance of the situation or my reaction, what would that look like and how would it feel? And number four, how can I create realistic expectations for myself and others? And I'm like, like I said, I'm going to be linking this article if you guys want to have a look as well um, as you listen to this podcast. Like I said, we've covered we've covered this quite well at the beginning of the of the episode. Yeah, I mean, one of the things which you briefly covered there, which I quite like, is this ability not to judge, because mm. as an NLP practitioner yeah. or as a coach, that's a practice we have to do. Yeah. And it can be difficult at times, especially for someone who wants to help. And you are quite opinionated. Lots of art can be. At the beginning, when I first started coaching, in my head, I was thinking, I can do so much more for this person if he just does this. Oh, my God. You've just, I'll take it like, you've basically just said what I've been thinking about so many different people. Yeah, but <laughs> what you have to do is, you, so all you can do is see yourself in their shoes hmm. and ask the right questions in order to bring out the best of that person. So what questions could you either ask yourself to bring out the best in you? Exactly. And stop you reacting on impulse or insecurities and things like that. Absolutely. You've said it really well there. And the quite interesting thing that you've just said there is that we tend to judge others on their ability. And that's a human, that's a human thing. It's, and we judge ourselves mm. on, certain, on certain things. So instead of judging, accept yeah. the situation as is, 
and embrace uh, their uh, qualities uh, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So fifth and last um, coping strategy that we're going to be sharing with you today is coping statements, which are short self-talk statements that encourage persistent with or reassessing a situation in a more positive light. Do you have an example? To that? I've got a few of them, but I don't know if you've got an example. Go for that. it. Yeah, go for it. Share with us. Yeah. For, so, for example, one of the reframings I had to do was trying to release this mental block I had about reading and writing yeah and, and particularly with reading I had always in my head before I'd read something was oh you can't read that mm. you're no good at that so I wouldn't even bother doing it but now I reframe it you know I say by me reading I'm going to improve and I'm going to learn new resources you know so that's an that's an open positive statement as opposed to a limiting belief absolutely and there's lots of other limiting beliefs i mean very often when you would talk about money mindset for example yeah a lot of my clients come to me for oh well who's going to pay that much who's going to be yeah who what can i what can i really do i, I can't really help them you know what, yeah. what am i to help them you know i get all of these limiting beliefs and basically my my job is to to reframe yeah beliefs in a different light yeah bring out their qualities and let them answer them qualities to you and then qualities are the things precisely why someone's gonna give them value maybe one more example might be quite good to the listener just to make it hit home that someone who gets used to living on a certain amount of money that's what they feel they're worth so very often because the only reason why they keep making that same amount is because that's what they feel they're worth but from reframing and saying how much you believe you need and putting it out there and reframing it is another way how you can reframe in a positive manner. Absolutely. What, you, what you're saying there is basically everyone has an income ceiling. And it's where you feel most comfortable. That's, what, that's where you feel comfortable earning and spending. This is your comfort zone and that's what you're used to. So moving up into a different income ceiling, into a different tax bracket, takes a mindset shift yes. in order to do that. Not, not only limiting beliefs, but stories that have been taught, like have been told to you since you were a kid, mm. that, you know, or situations or experiences or traumas that is keeping you where you are right now. It's all about reframe. Great stuff. Brilliant. Right. So this concludes today's uh, episode. We hope that, that you've enjoyed it as much as we've um, enjoyed creating it for you. And like we said, guys, um, you are our motivation behind. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Behind creating this podcast. You are our motivation. So we would love to hear from you and hear what you want us to um cover next or what you're struggling with right now that we can help you with uh, but not only that we'd love to hear your positive feedback in a form of text and just letting us know what you love about the podcast what you enjoy and what would you like to hear more about yeah absolutely so rate and subscribe and leave us a leave us a little review and we'll see you next week yeah see you soon thanks for joining us